0: Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey, y'all, I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. And this is episode two of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And we're going to recap it. We're going to break it down. We're going to talk about some things that you may be a little confused about because you're not a comic book person like me. And you know what? Here's the thing I have two of the com- most comic book nerdy people that I know together. Chiming in to explain to us just what the heck is happening with hashtag not my cap, because (laughs) y'all, if this was ever an episode for me to like flip tables and say not my cap, it was this one like and I know it's just going to get worse. Right. I know it's just going to get worse. Um we have Ashley back. Um, Ashley has been with us through all of WandaVision, and she's helping out with um, Falcon and the witcher Soldier, and we're just talking about all of these things. And you guys know Ashley. You're not new around here, unless you are, in which case, hi and welcome. Um, Ashley, I'm going to give you a chance to introduce yourself. But first, we're also going to introduce... Jana, I'm like doing jazz hands over here when I say Jana's name. Um, <laughs> Jana is Ashley's BFF and they are very similar uh, in a lot of ways. They both are nerdy comic book loving gals. Um, they know a lot of the stuff that I don't know, which is why I have invited them to be on these episodes to kind of explain to those of us who are we, we love the MCU and we love these characters, but we don't know all the nuances that are just happening from a comic book standpoint. And that's what these girls are here to explain to us. So, Hey, Jana, it's been a while.
1: I know, thanks so much for having me, Patty.
0: Oh, I'm so I'm so excited you're here. Like I was like, wait, wait, Ashley's at Jana's twofer. <laughs> I'm getting a two for this week. So uh, no, thanks for thanks for jumping on and um, having this this talk with us. Uh, Jana, tell us where people can find you. tell us whatever you want to tell us about yourself and uh, drop those uh, you know places they can search you up on the web.
1: Uh, so yeah, hi, I'm Jana Seitzer. I blog at whiskeyandsunshine.com. And you can find me at Twitter, also whiskeyandsunshine.com. And that's whiskey with no E and the letter N. Uh, yeah, I'm nerdy, uh, geek. I'm total geek girl. Uh, Ashley and I do a podcast, Geek Girls Universe, which if you have been listening to Patty, you already know about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's all you need to know, right? that
0: that, that's yeah that's that's
1: with these gals that's
0: right (laughs) that's that's the hot hot topics that we can uh we can get covered uh and ashley go ahead and tell us where people can find you too hey friends
2: ashley saunders you can find me at with ashley and co cbr.com and on twitter at that ashley aaron
0: yep That's where we can... Oh, and wait, what? Did you guys say your podcast name? Uh, did. so Geek Girls Universe. Okay, just want to make sure that we got that (laughs) thrown out there because, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you might want to wander over and listen to their podcast because, you know, they're really cool and all that. Um, All right, so this is how this works. We start talking about um, the episode and they just basically are going to break it down run down from the beginning we're going to do a recap of it i'm going to insert all the times that i got mad at this jerk who's w- wielding the shield that should not be wielding the shield so girl that's in a th- whole
2: podcast <laughs> in itself
0: in this episode i will be playing the part of bucky barnes thank you very much um <laughs> <laughs> all right um and one note like we all three of us are big team cap so while we're <laughs> s- yeah. Well while we're super excited and we absolutely love um we absolutely love Falcon and the Winter Soldier and that we get a little bit more of the cap kind of vibe action. This is also kinda of a little heartbreaking because it's not our cap. And um I I'm at peace with Steve Rogers, you know, not not coming back into the MCU right now. But this is also I, I truly feel both Bucky and Sam's like stress levels at this time, because we're feeling those two. I feel like, you know, they're portraying some of what our angst is, um, as the audience. And, uh, you know, for the first time, ladies, for the first time I had to actually pull a Stark. I put myself in <laughs> Tony Stark's, I, I, the words came out of my mouth that said every, every single time this guy says Bucky, every single time, not my cap says Bucky. <laughs> I want to punch him in his perfect teeth because you don't get to, that's Mr. Barnes to you. Like you don't get to call him Bucky. That is not your place.
2: Same thing.
0: (laughs) Ah, okay. All right. So let's, let's go ahead and start. Um, Ashley, go ahead and kick us off. Janice chime in where, and however you guys want to make this work and, um, let's run it down.
2: Okay. Well, first of all, the title of the episode was the star spangled man, which when I saw that, I immediately got angry. Uh, Texted Jana because she she wasn't ready to watch it yet. And I'm like, dude, the title. I'm so angry. (laughs) Um, Because if you don't know, that is Captain America's theme song written by the legendary Alan Menken for the first Avenger.
0: It is not
2: this guy's song. Okay. Let me make it clear
0: and it was one of those was one of those moments when um the music starts cuz first they say it they kind of somebody yes. says something calling him the star-spangled man but then marvel like kicks it up a notch and they have a marching band um playing a version of you know the the 2000s version of our old um star spangled man uh from that that first captain avengers uh captain america uh the first avenger and i loved it i loved this new version i didn't like who it was for but i loved that they they took it and they updated it and they brought it you know back they so it was it was a cool callback um on, on multiple levels right then and there. And I'm like, Marvel, why are you so smart? Like you think of all the little small touches. I love you so much. Um, but anyway, so yes, the star-spangled man. Ugh.
2: Ugh. All right, go for it. Okay, so there was that. But then we actually got into the show and it opens with not my cap, John Walker, <laughs> in the locker room reliving his glory days, bragging about how he's been captain before. And then his girlfriend or wife or whatever is all like, they're going to love you. And I'm like, mm, but they're not. <laughs> no, I'm not yeah. Um. So like you said uh, His buddy Hoskins calls him The star spangled man with a plan He's mm-hmm. like that's the job man It's the job And then the Marvel Studios logo plays Over the band version of the song And this guy comes running out Onto the football field High fiving Doing autographs and selfies I
1: threw up a little <laughs>
2: <laughs> and where it really graded me was the fact that Steve Rogers never loved that pomp and circumstance that mm. they forced him into with those like rallies and events that he had to attend as the star Spangled Man. But this guy's all like, yeah, like loving life. And I'm like, "Ugh, you disgust me. But anyways,
0: it's, uh, it's definitely. And I think that, I think obviously again, Marvel's not dumb. They are, giving us that justice juxtaposition let me spit out the word uh between old cap and new cap right and right. making it very clear that this is not steve rogers that yes. his personality and even the even you know i could excuse and be like well we are talking you know 2021 here so of course he's going to take selfies with the fans like that's what we well, i mean well we've all been on red carpets we want the selfies with that you know what i mean yeah. i so, so like i get it But at the same time, it totally grated on my nerves. It was just this little like it, every yeah. time he did something that was just not what I wanted. It was like
2: every second he was on the screen. Which
0: <laughs> truly was a lot. It was a lot. Um, but at the same time, I think that that's uh, Marvel's big picture plan is they want it to be clear because I was watching this. I watched it by myself and then I watched it with my family and Lucy was like, I don't know. He seems okay. And I was like, mm-hmm. And then halfway through the show, she was like, I don't know. I don't like this guy anymore. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if the nine-year-old can catch on those things, I mean, you know, Marvel's not being super subtle, I don't think, but right. some of us need that uh, because we don't know the comic books. So we don't know the history of who John Walker actually ended up being, right? And so uh, mm. so it was helpful to me to see how they were doing this. But I liked it because it was in a way that for the fir- that those first couple of scenes, I was like, well, maybe he's not that bad.
1: I will say that while I'm 100% team not my cap and i dislike him entirely and i do think he's not the person people may think he is whether you know the comics or not um those first initial scenes are like where you see him in the locker room and he's feeling like he may not do a good job and he wants to live up to the expectations that have been set for him and he's talking to his you know wingman buddy there um he, he does he does present with some, what I think to be real angst, right? Like he does yeah. actually have some conflict in terms of what he's supposed to be doing and if he's going to be able to do a good job at it. And, you know, and that's why his girlfriend, wife, whatever, who, whoever she is, comes in and she's talking to him and she's like, you're going to be great. They're going to love you. And, you know, and his friend is like, this is the job. like, it, And I get that. Like he he
0: has some conflict internally. I think I it was don't
1: have to like him.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. Right, right, right. And I felt like it was a good reminder that, um, this is just, a, this is, I don't want to say an average cause he's definitely an above average soldier on any level, but he's, he's not the super soldier. He's not what Steve Rogers even got, right? He didn't get the serum, at least I did, I unless I missed that somewhere, right? He's, he's Whoa. not super soldier, is he? I
2: kind of have, have theories. theories. Oh,
0: we have okay. Theories. Well, we'll get to your <laughs> theories then. We'll get to your theories. But in this beginning part, we're presenting that he is just been, he's a, he's an exceptional soldier that's been plucked up Correct. and put in this position. And so, yes, you're exactly right. And I felt that. And that, and I think that's why, but I, I, I don't think anything Marvel does obviously is, is a mistake. And I believe I read somewhere, um, the director, the showrunner, somebody, Was basically saying we did have to soften who he was for um, this version of John Walker versus what he is in the comics because we felt Mm -hmm. that was going to be too much um, for folks to, you know, be able to accept. And so I, I think that was a choice that they absolutely made. But I, and I appreciated that. Like I said, they're they're leaning us into, but by the end of this episode, I think we're all like. Uh, 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 dude, you ain't it. Like the, the you're just, you might still have, he might still have decent intentions at this point, but it's the cockiness. It's the attitude. It's the way he's like portraying everything that I just was getting angry about left and right. And every time he said, Bucky, I just wanted to punch him in his teeth. Oh. Um, Yes. So so yes yes I I'm, I'm with you, Gianna. Is that yeah? I kind of felt that okay. Maybe maybe he's not. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was all. Maybe Ashley's wrong. Ha uh-huh. ha. Ashley's never wrong. <laughs> um, but because obviously there's going to be a point where he changes or we find out his true intentions. Whichever way they end up. Um, doing it but um yeah so he comes out he's he's introduced as Captain America on Good Morning America which was this cute little clever thing and um he has this interview which the interview in and of itself is is fine right I mean it's just uh here I am I'm gonna do my best blah 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 but who's watching that interview
2: (laughs) exactly Sam and Bucky are watching and they're both equally angry Mm -hmm. um Bucky shows up at the military hangar that Sam is at who's he's about to leave to go to confront the flag smashers in Germany and Bucky's like I'm going with you they have that really hilarious exchange about wizards and sorcerers and Gandalf and like nerd Bucky is like my new aesthetic I love that he's like I was I read it when it came out you know like (laughs) it it was was awesome (laughs) yeah (laughs) I was like oh he's a literary nerd I love it um, they're on the plane and they're in like staring contest number one, you know, just like glaring at each other.
0: Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, we got to go back because there's a fight. Like the two of them meet up in the hangar, and where Be- Becky basically is like, Sam, why did you give up that shield? Didn't yeah. you know this was going to happen? And he totally confronts him, and Sam's like, uh, A, no, I would have never done that if I had known. I had no idea. B, hi, good to see you, Bucky. You finally going to mm-hmm. answer my text right. now? Um, and C, I have bigger things to do. I'm working. Go away. And then that's how they end up on the plane together. Yeah. So I liked that little um, I- interchange as well, that they're they're both, I mean, you know, when it comes down to it, Steve is the connection between the two of them. And so they're both going to mm-hmm. be protective of his memory and over the circumstance, and um, And also, neither one understands why the other did what they did, because they're not communicating, um, as men sometimes are wont to not (laughs) do. Anywho. Okay, continue. Yeah,
2: so they're on the plane. They're having a staring contest again, (laughs) because they just, just, you know, you can just feel the tension between the two of them. Uh, Sam calls him Buck. He tries to call him Buck. And he's quickly shut down because Bucky's like, no, only Steve called me that because he knew me longer. And Steve had a plan. And, you know, Sam's like, I have a plan. And it was very like a callback to the Avengers. When Iron Man says, I have, you know, cat's like, what's the plan? And he goes, I have a plan attack, <laughs> you know, and yeah, just, like, yeah. jumps out of the plane. So Sam also jumps out of the plane. Cause he can fly. And Bucky <laughs> jumps out of the plane after him without a parachute. Cause they're too low. And it's very like Captain America, the Winter Soldier. However, Steve landed nicely in the water while Bucky kind of just like crash landed through the trees. And Sam, being the BFF that he is, is like, I caught it all on video. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, if you don't get Red Wing out of my face, I'm going to break him.
0: (laughs) Yeah that was uh, that was pretty epic. So obviously, you know, bucky I guess because of his super super soldier situation, he can handle literally falling through a forest but I noticed, obviously, he put his arm out first. It's kind of like how Cap would have put a shield down and used the shield right. to break everything on his way down. Well, Buck puts his whole arm out <laughs> to break his fall on um, the way down. So there's your explanation as to, like, why the dude could just, like, roll over, get up, and run across the road after he fell right. 200 feet is because, well, he's super soldier.
2: Yeah. So they're sneaking around this facility after the flag smashers and Sam uh, makes a joke about how, oh, you spent some time in Wakanda. Now you're sneaking around. You're the white panther. Mm -hmm. And Bucky stops him and says, actually, it's the white wolf. And I about cheered because that's a callback to Black Panther where the post credit scene, the children of Wakanda call him the white wolf. And the white wolf has significance in the comic books because the white wolf is an adopted son of Wakanda. Now, in the comics, it's not Bucky Barnes, it's Hunter. And Hunter eventually turns on T'Challa and Shuri. However, Bucky seems to hold a very special, like he has an affinity for Wakanda. And the last episode, it was the place he said that's the only place he knew rest. So I don't see him turning on Wakanda. I could very well see him showing back up to help Shuri with transitions as we know are gonna have to happen because T'Challa unfortunately is no longer living. So I just I was happy about that little call back there. Like
0: yeah. That. I didn't know. I knew it was a comic reference, but I didn't know like any of the history behind it, but I was like, Oh, I understood that reference. See, I was pulling a C. I I understood that reference. I uh, can see that.
1: I can see the gift. I was right going to say, I can see the
0: gift. <laughs> you see the gift. See that. Yeah. That was me. That was me. I was like, ah, uh, okay. So yeah. So they're, they're talking and they're like, what are we going to do? And of course it comes down again where Bucky is just like, we're just going to go in and smash things and uh, red wing and, um, And Sam are like, you know, no man. Like, let's think this through uh, and decide what to do next. And that all blows apart when they get busted. Yes,
2: it's a hilarious scene. Like, I love the fact that Sam's like, "Oh, what did you find out? Nothing." Because like, yeah. you didn't get that far ahead of me, but like, yeah. good for you, kind of thing. Um, they learn that the flag smashers are stealing vaccines which is later revealed to be to help uh, people that are kind of in uh, displacement camps from like the blip and coming back and those that were still here and all sorts of stuff. Um, But yeah, they, they start to fight and they think that there's a hostage, but it's not. (laughs) She's actually the ringleader and she is a super soldier in fact, that's how the dude last week that we talked about when he like slapped Torres and Torres like flew 50 feet in the other direction. I was like, he's a little bit too strong mm-hmm. to be normal strong. It's because they, they, they all have some version of a super soldier type serum. And the Flag Smashers are super strong. So Bucky and Sam are getting their butts handed to them because there's what? Eight, I think, mm-hmm. eight Flag Smashers. Against the two of them. And Bucky's the only one with super soldier serum out of the two. Uh, And then fake Cap and his fake friend show Uh, up. And he's all like, hey, I'm
0: the new Captain
2: America. What's up? And I'm just (laughs) like, ugh. You guys look
1: like you could need
0: some help. (laughs) Yeah, it it was way too cheesy and way too, like look at me, I'm here, just, here I am to save the day, you know,
1: and,
0: you know, obviously, right, right, and so it just, it was, um, it was a lot of cringe, and it was a lot of, um, Like, okay, we're glad you're there to help. And I did, I will give him props. He's got some good shield work going there. He knows what he's doing with his shield. Um, Oh, did you cheer? Wait,
1: did you say his shield? It's not his shield. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay.
0: With the shield, (laughs) the shield, the shield. shield. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I cheered when he's throwing the shield around and Bucky grabs it.
2: Yes, yes. But I was how like painful Bucky looked though. when he had to hand it back.
0: Yeah. He was just like, here you go. Like, Ugh.
1: he was like, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anytime Bucky touches the shield, I'm like, all right, man. Mm-hmm. All right. I like this. I like this. Um, yeah. So they have this stupid fight and, um, there, it, it, you know, things happen and, um, Sam is actually getting his little butt kicked because he's, he's not a super soldier. Right. right. And um, all we have is Bucky up there who could like really do anything, but even he gets kicked off and kicked down. And mm-hmm. anyway, uh, so next thing you know, the, the two, the two teams split up and we have Falcon <laughs> rescuing Bucky, which was like my favorite mm-hmm. scene. And oh, then we oh. have, yeah. And then we have um, the other two and, and Hoskins gets kicked. Kicked off, and he's about to die, but the shield saves him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have not not my cap getting his butt kicked. Now, one very important which is thing, which was hilarious, yes. One a very important thing, and I think that's the reminder, at least that I'm looking at all this is that he could when he gets oh, and when he two two big things about this scene that stood out to me besides him being just aggravating and annoying and the fact that he thinks he's all that and he's not. Um, But there's just some, there's some lines if you guys didn't catch them or you didn't appreciate them as we are getting so mad about them, watch this whole scene again from the moment he shows up to, and also how he's like smiling and cheersing. Like anytime they do something good, like look at us, we're so amazing. And I'm like, dude, fight.
1: Such a punk.
0: Yes. It's like, just fight. You can, like, slap yourself on the back later, but you yeah. need to finish the fight first. And Stop in the middle of a fight to, like... Introduce give themselves.
1: Them, yeah. Introduce <laughs> themselves and or give themselves, like, a pat on the
0: back. Correct. And, and they did it the entire fight long, and it was so annoying. Um, but one right. big thing happened right at the very beginning of the fight when Falcon comes in and they're on top of the trucks and they're having this fight. Um, that super soldier girl, Carly... Mm-hmm. Jumps up and snatches Redwing yeah, out of the yeah. air. Like Bucky Redwing, and breaks the crap out of it. Just snaps it over her leg, and the funny part was, of course, <laughs> Bucky's response to that, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> which was, "I've been wanting to do that all along." It's um, <laughs> great. It was great. It was great. Um, but you know, at the same time, like. Oh, okay. like that there's your there's your signal that this is not normal. The other thing that really stood out for me in this fight scene, uh was when John Walker whips out a gun. Yes, yes.
1: I, I, like, and toward the beginning, I mean, it wasn't like it was the last option either where it was like it's me or him kind of thing. It was literally, you know a minute into it kind of thing.
0: Yeah. He, he was quick to go to the gun and mm-hmm. that's not, we never saw Steve Rogers with mm-mm. a gun. Did we like never? Not really.
2: Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. And definitely uh, not as his like go-to.
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So yeah. that's, those are the things that stood out in this fight that I was like, well, all right. So we, we have super soldiers that are smashing red wing rip. And then we have this gun and this, Cheesy dork who just thinks he's and he's not, and he got his butt kicked. Like that's the thing is he didn't. Yeah, he his friend didn't get hurt. Yes, he did help um, Sam and Bucky um, briefly, but was there any doubt those two were going to get figure this out? And no, there was not. They would have been fine. But um, but anyway, so yeah that that whole fight scene was just it kind of sets the tone, and then the follow up to this fight scene. Like it goes down down from there. And uh start we gotta start when um Sam swoops it, literally swoops in, saves Bucky, they roll together in the grass. Dead, that scene. <laughs> Get <off> and, me. <laughs> and then when they land, yes, and and he's like, We could have used that shield, Sam. <laughs> and, and Sam's just like, oh, shut up. And then that's when they were like Those were super soldiers and they're like, yep, they were. Um, So that's when they kind of like have this like, wow, this is what we're facing. This is what we're dealing with. Um, The ball game has changed. Like these aren't just, you know, uh, people stealing stuff anymore. This is, this is now turned the corner. Um, All right. So now we're we're on the road and fake, fake cap rolls up and (sighs) this whole discussion, like, let's talk about it because this was where I was just like, quit calling them Bucky. Quit it. Yes. Quit it.
2: First of all, that. Stop calling him Bucky. It is Sergeant Barnes to you. Yeah. Uh, show some respect. Mm-hmm. Um. We, Bucky, you know, obviously neither, neither Bucky or Sam are, are pleased with it. They're trying to do the whole, like, we got to work together, yada, yada, yada. I uh, need to
1: have Caps Wingman as my,
2: I was like. We're like, not even there yet. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to stab you in the face. Bucky. Ugh. Bucky tells him what we all have been thinking just because you carry the shield doesn't make you captain America. And you know, he talks about, have you ever jumped on a grenade and Walker boasts about it. He's (laughs) like, yeah, like four times my reinforced helmet. It's like a thing I do. And I'm like, you
0: tool. Yes. Total, tool, total, totally. Um, We we (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: also learned that, Thanks to you know the cords or whatever, they were tracking Sam through Red-, Red Wing. So it's kind of like sorry, Red Wing's gone, but he was being tracked with him, so we needed to get rid of that anyway. Mm-hmm. So Carly, thanks for that. Um, again, like Walker's just being a total tool. He starts out trying to be like, we need you know to try to bring them together. Sam agrees that they should probably work together. But then he's all like, if "We really have Cap's wingman with me," and it was like Sam goes, "It's always that last line, and like I'm out, <laughs> you know, like I don't want to work. I'm not your best friend. Like stop, right? This will never happen, kind of thing." Yeah. Um, another interesting revelation during that talk. Uh, so for in the for people who don't know the comics, John Walker is also known as U.S. Agent. Um, and Hoskins is his buddy in the comics. His name's Lamar Hoskins. He does introduce himself as such when Sam pushes him, he's like, nah, you can't just tell me your name. Who are you? Um, he is a.k.a. Battlestar, which he did say. And in probably one of my other favorite scenes, Bucky goes, Battlestar, stop the car. He's just fell <laughs> over it. Let me out. Yes. Let me out. Yes.
0: He's like, I am getting <laughs> off of this ride. You guys are ridiculous. <laughs> Goodbye.
1: <laughs> oh, well, walk to the airport. He's like, don't care. I don't even care. <laughs> uh, well,
2: what's interesting to note about both Hoskins and Walker is, is that they have ties to the power brokers who are Mm -hmm. mentioned by the flag smashers later in this episode. And in the comics, that is where they got their enhanced bill abilities. Um, So I also, so our theory about Walker is he possibly is not a super soldier yet, Mm -hmm. but he might've had some sort of enhancement like started. Because he did like in the uh, interview with Good Morning America, they talk about how they studied his body uh, and just certain things. Also, the fact that neither Hoskins or Walker seemed all that surprised when they revealed like, hey, we're dealing with super soldiers, not wizards and sorcerers and aliens or whatever. It reminded me of Agatha in WandaVision. Mm -hmm. Remember I told you I called it. I was like, she knows something because she's always a beat too late with mm-hmm. her shock mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you know because hoskins was just like oh for real that's crazy and walker just kind of like
1: oh, okay the other interesting <laughs> thing to note about the power brokers is that they've never been in the mcu specifically however in jessica jones um so for those of you who don't necessarily know not officially mcu canon but on netflix show. it's a marvel show um, the power broker's close associate, the mad scientist Carl Malice, uh, he is in that show, and he's the one that provides these um, whatever super serum concoction mm-hmm. that Trish has been taking to get enhanced powers um, when she's trying to sort of fight off bad guys like Jessica Jones and her whole whatever Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Redemption Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, story. So there's clearly connections to them in, you know, MCU world adjacent.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. So...
2: Yes. And we do learn later in the episode that it is the power brokers that are after Carly. So Carly gets a text message. She's the leader of the Flag Smashers who was playing like she was a hostage just to lure them in to then whoop their butts. Um, And she gets a text message and they're promising to like end her life because of what she stole from them. Mm -hmm, And it's an unknown sender. We don't know who it is, but it's the leader of the power brokers. Clearly, they've stolen something. Maybe they stole the formula for the serum, and Certainly they want it back. the
1: vaccines.
2: No, it's not the vaccines that they want. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, one of the flag smashers in the group, his name is Hector Lennox. Uh, he also has ties to John Walker and the power brokers in the comic books. So I found that interesting. Because, again, we've talked about this. Marvel, when they actually give a name, there's usually a reason for the name. Um, Bucky and Sam have a conversation about the shield. Bucky's like dude we're just, just going to take it. Let's just take it. <laughs> and as much as I'm like yes take it Sam is right. You know the last time they did that Do I, do I need sh- to remind
1: you what happened the last time Yeah, yeah
2: that's basically what happened. The <laughs> Sharon is now a fugitive which that kind of gave her backstory from where we last saw her in Civil War. Sharon Carter is a fugitive from the government for giving Sam his soup, Steve,
0: his shield. Which, by the way, all right, here's the callback. If you need to see one of the cutest, most adorable, most ah, moments in all of the MCU, go and find this scene on YouTube because <laughs> it's my favorite Sam and Bucky um, interaction because they are just like cheering on their boy. As he finally kisses Sharon Carter. <laughs> it's but adorable. also, can you move your seat up? Yeah. <laughs> and can you move your seat up? No. No. <laughs> uh,
1: I will say that whole scene, though, in his defense, like they're in like a Volkswagen Beetle or something, right? <laughs> he probably did not have much room. Oh, there's, that's not the
0: point. That's not the point. The point
1: was he, he, he was.
0: He
2: said, it even if it would have been <laughs> like, <right>. an SUV. <laughs>
0: like an SUV, no. yeah.
2: he would have
1: been
0: like, nah, no. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah it was good it was the it's I, seriously one of my favorites go go and go find yeah. that scene on youtube because it's so good or you know just watch the whole movie watch the
2: whole movie uh, yeah, that's when, they grin it, when they grin while watching steve i, I yes, love it and then he looks at them like guys
0: you're embarrassing, <laughs> you're embarrassing so well. me i'm so <laughs> embarrassed yeah it's i love i just it's it's very it's very endearing and i think it was actually when i saw that scene i was like ah oh, we need a spin-off with these two guys well, and here then here we
1: are. I mean,
0: Kevin Feige, li- Feige listens to me. Let's just be real. You guys are really? it. in the
2: universe. Thank you, Patty.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I loved that. Um, Make
2: sure you also put in the universe that Loki needs to somehow live to continue on.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. I will throw that just, out there. Just, Absolutely. All right, yes. Good. Yes. Just manifesting, manifesting all <laughs> over the place here.
2: Um. So, Bucky, you know, they're like, we you know, he 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 admits that, yes, they can't just, like, steal his shield back, but that they need to do something. And he takes Sam to see a man in Baltimore, Maryland, that he knows from his past. Now, what's interesting to note, there's several interesting things about this scene. One, the gentleman's name is Isaiah Bradley. In the comics, he was the black Captain America, and he was... Um, I don't want to say created, but he he was experimented on, honestly. So Marvel kind of took on the Tuskegee Airmen experiment, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you know that from history.
0: And, and, and just awesome. a, a side note, guys, uh, for those of you aren- who don't do comics and don't know, uh, the Marvel comics were very progressive and yeah. very liberal in a lot mm-hmm. of ways and and called out a lot of bad crap that was happening in the, you know, 60s, 70s, you know, 80s. So yeah, this is, I, now I did not know this tie in. So I'm very, my ears perked up when you said that, but I just wanted to throw that out there that for those that weren't aware, um, because you're like me, just not a comic person, a lot of this um, is not, you know, just a 2000, like a view of the 2000s where we're trying to do better, be better, you know, Me Too movement and all that stuff. Like, those this is a history of what marvel comics has done all mm-hmm. along um so it's not just you know liberal hollywood trying to be that way they've always it marvel's always been that way is my point okay exactly so, all right continue
2: okay. okay so um this was marvel's kind of response to the tuskegee airmen experiment and it was called project rebirth and they took 300 African-American soldiers, and they experimented on them in an attempt to recreate that super soldier serum that made Steve Rogers Captain America. Isaiah Bradley survived those experiments. He was used in a way to, like, go in and handle things. It's how he had met Bucky in the show, they explain um that he was the only one that could, you know, take on the winter soldier and survive. Now, do you
0: do you guys have um theories or explanation as to why Bucky and Steve did not age, yet this gentleman completely did.
2: So, Sam or sorry, Bucky and Steve were both frozen. Steve was frozen for longer. Bucky would only be thawed out when necessary and then they would put him back under
0: okay so this okay. guy was
2: not put back to sleep or frozen in any kind of way which
0: now that i've said that and think backwards to the fact that we had old cap at the end of end game he yeah. aged too so okay right got so it
2: so if he had never been frozen
0: he right. would have aged. he would have aged okay got it thank you
2: yeah okay um uh isaiah is, he he account he tells what happened to him he says you know what they did to me for being a hero you know they locked me up for 30 years and they experimented on me they were constantly coming in and he was it was a hard scene to watch because it was awful to you know think that that's that that's happened in real life because like i said it was based on a real
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: situation um, he still has his super strength cause he launches something at the wall and it like <laughs> embeds itself yeah. in there, but he refuses to talk to them or to help them. Um, and rightfully so he's been through enough and he doesn't want to do it again. I don't blame him. Uh, the other interesting thing about that exchange is that his grandson who answered the door mm-hmm. is Eli Bradley and Eli Bradley is Patriot of the young Avengers Okay, now we
0: keep talking about Young Avengers, mm-hmm. Jana. Jana, give us an update on what your what we know, what we think is happening. Obvi- okay, so back up. <laughs> Marvel has not. The MCU has announced a whole slew of stuff that's coming out over the next mm-hmm. year, year and a half, whenever let's COVID see. finally lets us have these things. <laughs> yes. um, all right. And so, nowhere on that list is anything about the Young Avengers. No,
1: it's still However, speculation. Yes. We've been, we've been growing a list of that's, Young Avengers. Okay. So, Avengers. so
0: that's the thing. So, tell me what the story is about. Like, why should we get a, I mean, in my, so, here, here's my, here's my non-comic book reading point of view the young avengers are like all of the uh teens uh teens tweens whatever the kids of our avenger superhero folks who band together for some reason get together and you know create their own team of some sort um i don't know who the who i don't know the why i don't know anything but what we're talking about is like um possibly tony stark's kid um kate bishop who's not Hawkeye's yep. kid, but she's Hawkeye's train in training, right? Like she's oh, it's not. Just, it's
1: just as trainee, yeah. just, just as
0: trainee. Okay, yeah. um, and then obviously we have Wanda's kids, the two twins um, yeah. that we were just introduced to. Here we get a quick, brief glimpse of. Um, you said Eli, is that right? Yes, Eli, of Eli. Um, yes.
2: Spider-Man,
0: w- uh, and okay, and, and so okay, and so. And I, and they said, um, iron uh, Iron Heart, that's been announced. Has't yes, it That
2: one's been announced? Oh, yeah. Miss
0: Marvel. Miss Marvel, she's a teen. And so all of these things, they're they're like dripping. It's like the slow drip mm-hmm. of your next, mm-hmm. you know, the next generation of Avengers that they're putting out there for us. Um, so I just want to throw that out there for anybody that's listening who is gonna be surprised later on. look, You heard it here first. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You didn't hear it here first. Probably you heard it somewhere else on the internet. But I'm just saying, like, you know, we're kind of tracking these kids that are coming out in the hopes that we get a Young Avengers either series or movie or some something, right, out of this maybe at the end of phase four of the MCU or possibly into the phase five of the MCU.
1: I mean, we've been talking Young Avengers since, what, Ant-Man?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Cassie. Yeah, Cassie, too. Yep, Yep,
1: yep, yep.
2: Young Avengers.
1: Yep. And then I don't think we necessarily talked about it specifically with any of the Spider-Man movies. But then there had been that casting rumor with Kate Bishop's whoever's, whoever's playing Kate Bishop. And it had been like on the internet, off the internet, on the internet, off the internet. I think they actually posted something on like IMDB somewhere that had gotten, that had been retracted. Um, I think it was an Instagram post. I can't remember. It was on the internet and people flipped out and it got retracted. Um, But then look, there she is. And then look, (laughs) that's so weird. There she is. Yeah. Haley,
0: Mm. Haley Steinfeld. Yep.
1: Yep. There it is. Hayley, I was like, Hale, I
2: was it's like, Haley, Haley something?" something.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, so what is the what is the history of the Young Avengers? Like, am, am I close in? You I mean that's my guess, just based on what I know from movies and like obviously who these people are, and people say Young Avengers attached yes. to their name. So,
1: honestly, Ashley can do a much better okay. job at telling you the history, like because I don't.
0: I don't really know, like that. I mean, that's the
1: basic gist of it, but I don't know what the official impetus was for their creation.
2: Um, so it was kind of started by Reed Richards. Oh, son. yes, like that's it's a, a whole Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Um, and they've had various members throughout the years, but like what I said, we've definitely. Eli is one of them. Kate Bishop's another. Ironheart. Basically, like you said, all the young ones. Mm-hmm. And they don't necessarily have to be children of the current Avengers, although it helps. There are some of them. Are, yeah. But like, for instance, like Riri is not a, a child of an Avenger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and technically, Eli's the grandson of, um, you know, um, Isaiah. But I don't know if they would count Isaiah as an Avenger kind of thing. Okay. So, Oh, it was about Kang. Yeah, see, and it it involves, and with it involving Kang the Conqueror, their kind of origin story Mm -hmm. and dealing with him, Kang's coming in the new Ant-Man movie.
0: Um, See, they're like, they're just stacking this stuff up. Okay, all right. I think
1: that's why there's been no official announcement, because they're going to wait until they introduce-
0: Get all the pieces on mm -hmm, the board. Get all the
1: puzzle pieces together, and then it'll be like, uh-huh.
0: Okay, all right, coolio. All right, all right, so- uh, okay. I like the theory. I like it. Um, so we, so we have this, um, introduction of what happened with this black superhero or super soldier who was treated terribly. And mm-hmm. interestingly enough, he keeps looking at Bucky and saying, your people did this to me and you did this and whatever. And what I liked was when they left the house, cause he basically kicks them out. And um, Sam and Bucky are continuing their conversation out on the street and they're kind of going this back and forth. Sam is interpreting it as a, from a black man's point of view, like that you were treated differently because you're white than he was treated because he's black and Like this sucks. Um, But then at different times, Bucky would say things like, well, he kept saying your people did this to me or whatever. And Sam's like, oh, that's, you know, I don't think that's exactly what he meant. Like, don't take it like as your people as a white person. He's like, no, he was talking about Hydra. I was Hydra. And that's what he was referring to. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay. We forget that like Bucky was so entrenched in Hydra at the time. I forget. <laughs> Maybe nobody else does. But um <laughs> but anyway, so they're out on the street now and they're having this kind of heated discussion. And yeah. the po- the popo po co- show up. Like what's uh, up with this?
2: I was so just uh, just angry. You know, because that that's real life. And also, I knew the show was going to tackle race issues because they said it. Anthony Mackie said it. The showrunners have said it. Um, I know that there were some articles coming out after the first episode going, they're not talking about it enough. And I'm like, dude, it's been one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we
1: had a whole conversation cause I had found an article and I
2: was like, are you kidding me right now? I was like, how can you
1: say they're not doing this? It's one episode. Exactly. I was like, come back after the sixth episode and then
2: you can say mm-hmm, they didn't mm-hmm. do X, Y, or Z. But I was right. like, how can you address a whole show when you've seen one episode? So they're in a Baltimore <sighs> You know, they're in Maryland. I'm from that area, like you are, Patty. It's Mm -hmm. like we're from the DMV. Like that's a predominantly black neighborhood. However, because Sam is black and he's arguing with Bucky, who is white, the police are like, oh, is this gentleman bothering you, white sir? Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm sitting there just angry. I'm like, first of all, Jana pointed out to me, she's like, Bucky's the weird one out, right? The odd man out. (laughs) Because again, it's a predominantly black neighborhood. What are you doing in that neighborhood, bro? But no, it's Sam who gets accosted because, you know, he's just living while black. Yeah. And um bucky goes are you kidding me do you not know who he is and then just like with the banker they're like oh it's falcon i'm sorry i didn't recognize you mm-hmm. Blah blah. and vomit that just vomit mm-hmm. um but bucky is arrested because he missed his court mandated therapy that is part of his uh pardon so he gets arrested so now we're at the police station we
0: laughed over this because bucky super soldier Wakand- yes, <laughs> yes Wakandan, <you> arm. <laughs> Wakandan arm and all. And he's like, yeah, you can put the handcuffs on me. Like, sure, whatever you want, man. Exactly.
2: <laughs> really? Let them put the handcuffs on because let's be real, you cannot put the Winter Soldier in handcuffs. <laughs> I mean, do you guys
1: even know what you're doing? <laughs> uh, it was,
0: yeah, it was just a little chuckle that I got because... Yeah, yes. it was adorable. You Baltimore I was, police oh, o- i on patting you on the head, honey. You're adorable. Was, right. Oh,
1: you're being compliant. You're so cute. Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Out. So he's arrested. That we're and now we're we're at the jail and Sam's there, you know, mm-hmm. to try to help him get out, which again, you know, um these two guys, they're oil and in water. They they hit heads, they bump heads quite a bit. But at the same time, when it comes down to it, they're they're going to have each other's back. And I think that we're starting to see like little bits and little bits of that like adding up together, how they both got out of that Jeep and walked away from the fake cap and his crap that he was, you know, spewing. And then when they have this discussion and Falcon's getting, you know, accosted by the cops and Bucky's like, dudes you know, he stands up for him. And then when Bucky right. gets hauled off, Sam's there for him. So like, I'm just saying like these little, you know, pieces where we're starting to see them uh, mm-hmm. appreciate each other more. And and I think eventually, hopefully by the end of this, you know, they'll be <laughs> full-fledged bros. At the
1: end of the day, they kind of have a common goal and they have a common...
2: Respect for Steve, I think, yeah. is what mm-hmm. actually holds them together when they really yeah. can't stand each other. Yep,
1: yep, yeah. And then... Because of that respect from Steve, or respect of Steve, and their friendship with Steve, they're both mourning that loss, yeah. right? Like, so there's all these pieces, but at the end of the day,
2: Steve is the connection. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. So they're in the police station. Um, Doctor Rayner, who is Bucky's therapist, walks in, and Sam's like, "Thank you so much." For getting him out and she said i didn't do it and john walker walks in like hey i got him out and oh by the way doctor um, i'm gonna need to work with bucky some more so he's not gonna be able to make your appointments you're just gonna have to like free him up and she goes excuse me (laughs) and he points to himself he's like i did (laughs) and i was so mad just again you are not Steve Rogers. Yeah. I mean, they're like, I got, I authorized well, and it. Steve never would have done that. No, ev- not ever. Never
1: <laughs> in a million years. Would he have taken upon himself to be like, let me just get this guy out of jail, whether I know him or not. And be like, I'm just going to add him to my team. And there's, you know, because I can.
0: Yeah. and Well, exactly. And I think that this, again, was just this culmination in this episode of now his transformation from maybe kind of humble beginning at the very beginning to the fame is going to my head. I'm standing in the police station taking selfies with cops and I'm getting the winter soldier out of jail because I'm such a big shot and I'm such a big deal. And oh, yeah, I'm also getting him off the hook. He doesn't need to go to your little therapy appointments anymore because I say it's inconvenient for me to have that happen. And it's all me, 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 me and punch him in his perfect teeth. Uh, Yeah. So yeah.
2: Before we punch him in his perfect teeth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dr. is like, hey, as part of you being released, you need to do a therapy session now. And so Bucky's like, fine. And Sam's like, I'll meet you outside. And she's like, nah, bro, you're coming too. <laughs> and then we get a couple therapy sessions with Sam and Bucky, which was hysterical. Um, they got to work going, on their
0: communication. These boys do. need to communicate better. <laughs>
2: so first she has them do the miracle exercise. Where, you know, you both fall asleep and then there's a miracle happens. You wake up. What's one thing you would want to have happened? And Sam Pucky says, yeah, the miracle is you didn't talk so much. And Sam's like, funny. That's my miracle too. <laughs> oh my God, great. And she goes, really? Why? So then she has them do the, you know, gaze into each other's eyes thing, which we've seen in the trailer's and they just get uncomfortably close to each other
0: and it's so funny cuz bucky's like oh this is my favorite oh yeah you'll love this one cuz he's he's, he's he's like the king of staring you know so
2: yes, exactly <laughs>
0: and then they're
1: like is this close enough for you
0: yeah yeah you can get
1: closer
2: Move <laughs> your leg
1: i think i described it as they were like knee to groin
0: <laughs> they were t- yeah they were totally getting in there man <laughs>
2: and she, that's when she's like are you having a staring contest? And then she makes them blink. She's like, geez. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But as hilarious as it was, it was also revealing because she does get them both to open up enough so that the other one can understand why they're so angry. Mm -hmm. She's like, no smart aleck responses. Stop goofing off. Don't be childish. What is your actual problem? And Bucky's problem is, is that Sam gave up the shield that Steve entrusted to him and he feels like that was a betrayal of Steve and that if Steve was wrong about Sam, then Steve is wrong about Bucky. And Steve obviously believed in Bucky when no one else did. That was really the whole civil war concept. Mm -hmm. He was for his friend and Even back to Winter Soldier when he refused to kill him, you know, and he was like, do what you got to do, but I'm with you till the end of the line. Mm -hmm. You know, he always had faith in Bucky when no one else did, including when Bucky had no faith in himself. Mm -hmm. So for Sam to kind of, you know, let Cap down, you know, that was letting Bucky down as well. But Sam comes back at him and is like, look, you and Steve don't understand why I would do what I did because you didn't live this life, meaning... They're both white males. They have no idea what it's like to be a black man in America. And do you really think that the government would be super excited about a black guy taking over as captain America? No, they're not happy in the comic books. They clearly let Sam turn the shield over and then very, you know, pointedly did not give it to him when they decided to quote, make a new captain America. So I think that that was a turning point for them in their relationship. I think the banter is still going to be there, but I think now that it's out in the open, like this is why I'm so upset with you. They can now move forward and work better as a team right. to take down the flag smashers and ultimately the power brokers and ultimately John Walker.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. 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 Um So speaking of the power brokers in Slovakia. Yeah. The power brokers have caught up with Carly. She actually, uh, her, um, I don't know, cohort, I guess, says it's the it's the power brokers. Like we don't have time to escape now. They've caught us. Um, so that's the confirmation that was already rumored to be happening. Definitely, the power brokers are involved. Um, and the one guy sacrifices himself. Carly gets away. But that's not going to keep the power brokers, you know, away for long. They'll just keep tracking them because clearly mm-hmm. they know how to. Uh, and then we get our nice big reveal of who's coming next week. Mm-hmm. And that would be one of my favorite villains because of how intelligent he is. But again, with that breakthrough at therapy, when Bucky says, look, when he says my people, he was referring to Hydra, who alive knows more about it. Than Zemo, and Sam is like, Are you insane? Are you just gonna go sit in a room with this guy? <laughs> Bucky says, Yes, yes. I am. <laughs> and I think maybe prior to that therapy session, Sam would have been a little bit more like, Nope, not doing it, not going with you. But he goes, All right, I mean, I guess, like, All right, we'll do it, let's go. And then we cut to Zemo, who is still locked up inside the Joint Counterterrorist Center in Berlin. And what I loved about that scene was one, the, what the Aria played.
1: Oh, it was a Requiem. Yeah. A Requiem yeah, yeah.
2: played. They showed the chess board. Oh, so good. Which I love because Zemo is a master tactician. He's so smart and they are pawns on his board mm-hmm. and he is waiting and he's been biding his time. And we know he gets out because we've seen him out and walking around in the trailers. How did you mm-hmm. pawns in a game that they don't know they're yes, playing? Yeah, they are pawns in a game that they do not know they're playing. Yep,
0: yep, yep, and yeah.
2: I am stoked for next week with Zemo.
0: With okay. Zemo. Yeah, I... I I'm still waiting for some Sharon Carter because she was made out to be like such a big part of this, and we still haven't yes, even seen yes. her yet. All they did was mention her. At least they mentioned her this time, but um,
1: seeing her next week. Today. Yeah, I do. Too. Yeah,
0: I'm guessing that that's that's when we're gonna we're gonna finally get Sharon um, on the scene and find out what's up and where she has been and what's been going on with her. But um, I know
1: she's been hiding from the government for two years because you know she stole a shield.
0: <laughs> that's right that's right um yeah so this was this was a good you know i liked the first episode this mm-hmm. one gave me a little bit more it gives me a lot more to chew on with the whole john walker situation um and then yes zemo he, I, I know you're saying he's one of your favorite characters he's one or villains he's one of the villains to me that was like I don't know, like a letdown villain. At the end of Civil War, it just, the impact didn't hit me until much later, like what exactly he mm-hmm. had accomplished. Right. He actually, mm-hmm. you know, he, he didn't, you know, blow up the world or threaten nuclear or whatever, whatever, whatever. But he managed, as you pointed out, because of his brilliance and how smart he is about moving chess pieces, he managed to tear the Avengers apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. without ever hurting any, like physically, you know, causing anything to happen. So right. I found that i I, he's somebody that has grown on me. So I'm throwing that out there as a, if you are like me and at first you're like, eh, Zemo, who cares? Mm-hmm. Right. Um Consider, consider what he did actually did at the, go ahead and rewatch and watch the, particularly the end of, of civil war and see, the pain that Tony and Steve go through and then how it changes the whole fabric of everything. And then how we roll into the next movie where they're not all together anymore. And it's all because of Zemo. Right. And he did it all very, very skillfully. And without, like I said, without, you know, he was like, I didn't have to harm anybody because they were gonna do it to themselves. They did it themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's
1: like he just he just sort of plants this idea and uses mm-hmm. a little bit of manipulation tactics and
2: again, master tactician. Mm-hmm. I think why I said he's a, a favorite villain of mine. My husband would agree with you because at first he was like Zemo, like he was lame, and I'm like, no, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He accomplished what he yeah. set out to do. Look what he did. And by he's- doing almost nothing. Exactly. And he's still alive. <laughs> And what makes him interesting is because he doesn't rely on some superpower to overpower the Avengers or anybody. He relies mm-hmm. on his brain. brain. And that's a lot harder to beat than Braun. Yep. You know, in a, given, in a given setting. And he's a major player in the comics. Like, he forms the Masters of Evil. He forms the Thunderbolts. He does a lot to undermine the Avengers at all times.
0: Okay, and well... There- and here and I here he comes. Them. He's swooping yeah, in. I see them mm-hmm. striking a deal with
2: him, and that's how he gets out. And then, but that plays into his hand, yeah.
1: mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm.
2: He's mm-hmm. smart. And leaving him alive with time to plot, I mean, the man's oh. got a plan.
1: <laughs> well, and in some ways that's sort of, and I love that type of villain also, like that whole just man, manipulative, like super tactical, like, I'm just strategizing how I can play people in my Mm -hmm. head reminds me a lot. And I think I just have Jessica Jones on the brain at the moment because of the whole power broker connection. But Kilgrave in that show is very much like that. Like he is just a manipulative mofo and brutal. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I've been, um, (laughs) we've been binge watching Criminal Minds. Yes. And I also, uh, when I'm not talking about Disney and movies, I am busy listening to all the murder podcasts that are out there. (laughs) Yes. uh, Which is just a a really weird thing that my two, my two favorite things in life are Disney and murder. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's where I am. That's where my head goes. Sometimes Um, I, I keep, my kids keep saying like, why do you like to listen to all this? I'm like, it's keeping me safe. It's going to keep you safe. I'm going to know how these people think. I'm going to know what to look for when we're out there on the mean streets of Springfield, Virginia. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, my point being, um, that's what I do. And so Zemo kind of reminds me of like these serial killers because in Criminal Minds, what happens is the, the serial killer thinks that they're smart and that they're going to outfox the BAU, which you cannot outfox the BAU, and mm-hmm. um and they do I stuff like it, yeah. yeah yeah and they do stuff like that where they try to like make deals or whatever to like get out, but the BAU is always one step ahead and they're like yeah we knew you were going to try that so we let you think you were going to get away with it but you didn't so I'm curious to see if. The team of Steve and Bucky are thinking ahead far enough to also like let Zemo think think he's playing. Like give him that, give him the out, give him, you know, let him free to do whatever they think that he needs, whatever. But I'm hoping that in the end they'll have the gotcha moment where we're like, we knew it all along. We had you, you know, we had you all the way. So... We'll see if by season by episode six if that if they pull a BAU or not. Um,
1: <laughs> In my head, I I would love to see that, but I kind of feel like that's not going to happen.
0: I feel like it's not either. I feel like, um, and I keep and I said this with One Division too, and I, I I and I I will say with One Division, I actually felt like it got wrapped up very comfortably. I was very satisfied. Um, I don't like being left on cliffhangers, and I was very satisfied with how they wrapped that up. Um, I could see this one, though, being more of a cliffhanger-y thing where Mm -hmm. Zemo is still out there and he did get away with whatever, you know, because then we got to bring Falcon and Bucky back at some other point in some other movie to help out in some other way. Because I hope, and at least by the numbers that Disney Plus put out, this is apparently the most watched Disney Plus show. Mm -hmm. I
1: wasn't surprised. I guess, but in a way I was almost surprised because I sort of thought Wandavision would have been just because it had been so long since we'd had Marvel content that
2: was new. Um I think it was number one until Falcon. Uh, yeah, Soldier well that's came out. okay,
0: that's true. Yeah, it probably
1: was. <laughs> and, and and I, and I, was like, oh, it's weird. Yeah,
0: and I and I think that's the problem, uh not the problem, but that was the hurdle that WandaVision had to get over was it was popular at first until people were like, Wait, I don't get this and they backed away until People really and if you kind of follow the buzz and follow Twitter and follow, well, our blogs, you know, analytics tell us a lot. One division has gotten stronger um, as more time has gone by, as more people have either gone back to it or they've listened to all of us saying how amazing it is. You need to watch this, you know, and blah, blah, right. blah. So it continues like those numbers continue to grow. Where I think um, Bucky and and Sam were uh, the, like I said this before, the comfort food, right? This was our Marvel comfort food. This was Mm -hmm. what we wanted back in our Marvel lives. And so it didn't surprise me that the numbers were big, so big, but what does surprise me or not surprise me, but what I find an interesting kind of correlation with it is like, it's not trending or not being talked about left and right all over the social media sphere as much as WandaVision did. And obviously I think that's because this one looks to be a little bit more straightforward. We're not all confused by it, such as most of us were with WandaVision for the first three or four episodes. Right. So, um, I think that that's, it's just, it's interesting, but yeah, Disney came out and said, (laughs) you know, this is it. And so I am hopeful that by the end of this, um, I have no clue at all where they're going to take it or how they're going to wrap this up. But I know, um, Anthony Mackie, I think said in one of the, um, press junket interviews, something along the lines of, well, we'll see how people respond to my character to see what his future in the MCU may be. So I'm hoping a, that that means he lives because you know, they could kill him off. Right. They wouldn't no, do that to us, but I don't you know, come that on, right. now, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it's Marvel, totally Marvel. <laughs> um, but uh, so I'm, I'm hopeful that that means that the, also all positive signs point to, uh, you know, uh, Marvel finding more places to give us back more. Uh, like, obviously I could see Bucky showing up in Wakanda in, in Black Panther two again. Right. Uh-huh. Yes. Sure. Um, and hopefully if Bucky shows up, maybe his buddy Falcon, they, you know, they show, he shows up. So that would be nice. Um, so that's my small prediction of possibly where uh, this leads us into the bigger movies further down the road. But, yeah. um, you know, I don't know, Kevin, if you need any tips, just call me. Yeah, just let us
1: know. Yeah.
0: Just, <laughs> we'll y- pencil you in, Kevin. Yeah. yeah we'll happy to sit down with
1: you. We'll,
0: we'll, t- we'll totally give you our notes, you know, and yeah. And yeah. We won't even charge you for
1: the content. No. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> no.
0: Come on, Kev. You, we're, 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 we're like that. We're tight like that. Ugh. Um, All right. Well, ladies, this was fun, and it was good to talk to both of you. Yes. Jana, you are welcome back at any time. So, you know, if you're free in the next couple of weeks and you want to hop on, you let us know and just Girl, invite you yourself in it. Okay. All right. Um, and uh, I am going to get this one edited and put out. And uh, we'll be back next week with the next episode, which will be after after, after we watch uh, season three. We'll be halfway through Falcon and the Winter Soldier because yeah. there's only six. And uh, so we'll be at that halfway point. Hopefully, we'll have our some share, uh, Sharon Carter sighting <laughs> yeah. um, involved in this, um, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. Now, guys, you know, it's no fun to fangirl alone, so please share with your friends, uh, rate, review, subscribe, do all that fi- kind of fun stuff. Five stars, please. It really helps the algorithm. It helps um, people find us, and you know, it is no fun to fangirl alone, obviously, because that's why I got my pals with me on this series uh we'll be back next week thanks for fangirling with us bye bye